Greetings and welcome to the Stone Builders Hour with Pastor Gary and my lovely wife, Elder J.C. Montgomery from Living Stones and host of the Stone Builders Hour. Yay. Hello, Radio Land, and welcome, welcome, welcome. You know, we did our show last week, Parents Are Seeds, Part 3. Yes. But we decided on something a little bit different. And I know Pastor has some things that he wanted to deal with. We're going to do kind of a review of what we talked about last week and move forward on a not really new, new topic, but just maybe an extension. Praise God. You know, a new thing is always a good thing. Yes, it is. Especially if the Almighty is involved. But, you know, last week was, I tell you, we've been having so much fun uh, dealing with uh, parents or seed that we did a part one, then we had to come back with a part two. Yes. And then we did a part three. I'm not sure about y'all out there, but we're enjoying ourselves. But we have right now, this is... It's technically part four because it's about effective parenting. Amen. Something that everyone needs and can use because how do you do it and how do you do it well? But last week we did Parents Are Seed Part Three and you know, families are the backbone of society. That's yes, what we they covered. Are. Families are the backbone of society. I don't care whether you're a Muslim, a Christian, even an atheist, you still need family. Yes, you do. You know, and then number one, in order to reproduce. You know, there's a lot of European countries are having some issues right now because they're not reproducing. And a lot of them aren't married either. Oh, God, a lot of them don't get married like in England. They just live together. Oh, another matter. We didn't talk about that last week, but we did include marriage and raising children by the standards of the almighty God. You got it. And one of the things that many people forget about, because we did talk about the top three things that causes divorce, finances, sex or intimacy Uh, uh, and communication so we know god's creation of intimacy or sex in marriage is to fulfill because he says in his word the marriage bed is undefiled so it fulfills marriages it fulfills the home and the family as well as you want to have some fun you want to stimulate pure romantic attraction uh, let's face it, I, I have to tell the story. It's about my oh, second about daughter, no, <laughs> my, um, uh, Jelena, and we used to always tease her about the guys she would date. And so she said, well, you know, I he has to be attractive. <laughs> so there is something to that, ladies and gentlemen, that you want to be attracted to your partner in marriage. Yeah, that's true. Now, there was one guy that, that second daughter of ours that, I loved him. He was the perfect guy. He was an officer and a gentleman, a West Point graduate, a soldier, a warrior. He was all right with me, but... He didn't meet the standards. Let's just put it that way. Oh, boy. I mean, checked all my check marks. But today, we're going to talk about... um, effective parenting yes and and the challenges that parents have and also talk a little bit about co-parenting because i know many of some of us are on our second marriage third marriage and you have to be able to get along if children are involved but some of the challenges of merit of raising a parenting is that there's a lot of frustration because you know we're all thinking there should be a handbook how is how to to raise a child but there is one it's called the The Bible. bible And the other thing is it will help to reduce stress of of having children that are acceptable. I used to love when we would take our kids out and everyone would say, oh, your children are so well behaved. I said, yeah, wait till we get them, wait till they get home. But we they knew what the standards were when we, when we went out in public. Yes. And then it's knowing that there's understanding and also understanding the child development because that helps you. And co-parenting is important because I, I do a, a short PSA for us for our parenting snippets. And one of the things I talked about 
is mother as the gateway. Moms, you need to swing the gate open to have that child involved with their parent and vice versa. Husbands, you need to swing or dads, you need to swing the gate open so moms are involved because it's important for both of you to have a say in the upbringing of your child and especially when you're trying to do it the right way. Yes, indeed. Praise God to that the right way. You know, we are the Stone Builders Hour is a Bible-based program. Yes. A faith-based program dealing with scriptures and how it relates in today's time. And boy, do we need it. Today. Yes, we do. Parenting, uh, uh, work, jobs, how to be a good citizen. You know, those are things that we should know. But, you know, to capsulize everything is Matthew's ten twenty one which is undiscipleship, which is dealing with uh, effective parenting and the challenges and the self-worth, self-love, trust yourself, self-analysis. In Matthews 10, 21, he says, now brother yes. will deliver a brother to death and a father his child mm. and children will rise up against parents and cause them to be put to death. That- right there. Yeah, well, you know, it's almost occurring right now in terms of this whole COVID situation. People are doing a lot of finger pointing. Yes, indeed. In 2 Corinthians twelve fourteen, it states, Behold, the third time I am ready to come to you, and I will not be burdensome to you, for I seek not yours, but you. For the children ought not to lay up for the parents, but the parents for the children. And sometimes I think that's important because when we see parents not doing what they're supposed to be doing, we wonder the necessity of how they're going to be raised because eventually they're going out into the world. And then if they're not prepared, one, the world's going to chew them up, spit them out, spit them out. Or two, they're going to be so angry and against the world that anything that someone says or does, whether it's work-related, school-related, they're going to be like a firecracker. So we have to be prepared, parents, to do the things that are righteous and of godly living. And that's why effective parenting is so important and why you should have a hedge of protection around your children and your loved ones because the deceiver, it goes about who he can destroy and he especially wants to destroy your children. Well, stay tuned because we're going to come back and talk a lot more about effective parenting. Praise God. We'll be right back. Pastor Gary Montgomery with my lovely wife, Elder JC of Living Stones International, the sponsor of the Stone Builders Hour. We are about to launch on a new platform, iHeartRadio and YouTube. Now you get a chance to see what we look like. You don't want to miss it. So join us on the various podcast stations that we're already on. Apple, Google, SoundCloud, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, and now iHeart. Praise God. Become a friend by sponsoring the program monthly with a $25 gift and receive your Stone Builders t-shirt today. Not tomorrow, today. We can't wait to hear from you. So contact us at 850-219-0091 or email us info, I-N-F-O, at we livingstones.org Well, welcome back. Welcome back to the Stone Builders Hour. Praise God. Thank you for joining us today. And I just want to remind you that uh, you can go back and listen to 
any of our podcasts. Yes, please. We got a lot on uh, Stitcher and SoundCloud. And we also have TuneIn and Spotify and Google and Apple and iHeartRadio. All right. So you can tune in to the Stone Builders Hour anytime you want. Praise God. God. Hey, and you know what? While you're there listening, consider becoming a partner of the Stone Builders, just like uh, Wilbert and Laura Sita Richard, who is founders of God's Hands Ministry. Praise God. Yes. Uh, they just recently joined and became a $25 monthly donor. And you know what? They got their t-shirts and they sent us pictures in their t-shirts while they're doing their show yes facebook live so when you get your t-shirt send us a picture yes. while you're wearing them so that we can all celebrate and you know what i'll give you all a shout out i'll be more than happy but hey you know what every thursday at five o'clock you yes. can tune into wave 94.1 and hear the stone builders on time yes or is it Real time. Real time. Real time. <laughs> Praise God. What a mighty God we serve. So, you know, let's take a little break and, and go for the rest of the story. Well, we're going to talk about the seven traits, remember, for effective parenting that's going to help in challenging times. And there's first two, Pastor, I think you're going to handle that, is love and respect. It's so important. That's how... That's how we've been able to stay together for 49 years married. Plus, <laughs> I've known this young lady since 11th grade. Praise God. We mm. kind of always went our separate ways and everything. But, you know, sometimes there's uh, there's positivity and longevity. How about that? Longevity. Longevity. <laughs> what did I say? Longevity? Hey, you made a new word. <laughs> uh, I need to get that cup of coffee right now. I need that cup of coffee. But there are seven traits for effective parenting that will help us in challenging times and believe us. Mm. And y'all know for, for a fact. Yeah, if you're married, if you have children, you know you need as much help as possible. Because you got to compete for your children's affections mm -hmm. against uh, their peers, video games. Uh, matter of fact, kids don't want to go outside and play no more. They just want to stay on their you know, YouTube or social media, whatever they do. But the, those seven traits, they're so important. We're going to cover them. But the first two are love and respect. And I believe 1 John uh, 4.10 gives a good insight into this. He states, in this is love. Not that we have loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son to be the propitiation for our sins. He loved us first. That's what's important. Yes, indeed. Oh, man, that's what an awesome God we have. The Apostle John tells us that we learn love by looking at the love the Almighty has shown us. Jehovah's love came first. That's what he said in the scripture. And is truly sacrificial love. Let me ask you, do you know what you love? Look at the people, activities, and things you're attached to. Like right now, I know that there was 65,000 people at the FSU football game <laughs> amidst all that COVID stuff. And I know all of them were wearing face masks. And how could you wear a face mask when they allowed you to come in with your own beer? So if you come in with your own beer and you're there drinking or just partying and socializing. Oh, anyways, we're talking about God's love, not the love for football, but the love for family. But also, you know, people love to go out in activities and, and things that you're attached to. Look at the sacrifices you make to see those people, like going to the movies or going yeah. out to see your friends. Do these activities or use those things? Let me ask you that. There are areas of your life where you love. Children can see where your priorities are, where your love is directed. God's love helps parents counteract our natural selfishness. His love reveals itself in his commitment to us and his sacrifice for us long after our emotions have faded away. And that's why a lot of people, you know, they, they have love, but... 
for all the wrong things. Yes. <laughs> in all the wrong places. Yes. <laughs> and the other thing is uh, Philippians 2, 3. And Philippians 2, 3 deals with respect. Yes, it does. And it says, let nothing be done through selfish ambition or conceit, but in lowliness of mind, let each esteem others better than himself. So that's what respect is all about. We're esteeming each other whenever we are showing love and respect. But, you know, our language habits really do influence our, our ability to model respect to our children. Because, you know, children see everything. I'm always amazed that parents says, well, you know, my child doesn't know what's going on. Or uh, they, they don't know anything. Um, I, I keep it hidden. But we've dealt when we uh, were taking our children out for uh, the program for children of inmates. And we were taking the children to visit with their parents who were in state prison facilities. One of the things that I always found, I would talk to, say, if the man was in prison, I'd talk to him. He'd have one version of what the parents, uh, what the children believe. Then I talked to mom, and she was the greatest thing since sliced bread. But then I talked to the children, and they were nowhere near either of them. So because what they see and hear, they're forming their own opinions. And if you're not including them in the conversation, a lot of times they will make their own, form their own opinions. Yes. And sometimes it may not be the one. And that's why we need to talk about intentionality. What are our intentions? What do we intend on showing to our children? And the boundaries and the limits. Well, Colossians 1.10 talks about that intentionality. And 1.10 says, Colossians 1.10 says that ye might walk worthy of the Lord unto all pleasing, being fruitful in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of God. But the Apostle Paul writes that we should think like who? Yeshua, Christ, Jesus, and treat others as more important than ourselves. Respect recognizes the best in people. It is more than acknowledging a child's accomplishments Children and teens are worthy of respect, too, because God created them and loves them. Respect teaches us not to treat others as unimportant. Uh, My mama used to always say, as you're going up the ladder, treat everyone the same because you might have (laughs) a little accident and have to come back down so people still will respect you on your way up. (laughs) It's on your way down. But nothing hurts a child more than being treated as if it is as he or she is useless and almost nothing encouraging more than being respected and valued. You'd be surprised what you can get your children to do when they are in the right vein of your intention and respect for them. Being intentional means talking about and living out our values and priorities before allowing other influences into our home. And we know that's a biggie today that many of us are having issues with other people that are in our homes and in places because our children are paying more attention to them than they are to you. Praise God. You know, next would be, so we covered uh, love, respect, intentionality. Yep, that's it. Intentionality, praise God. And uh, the other one is boundaries and limits. You know, that's effective parenting, boundaries and limits. And and this is uh, Dr. Henry Cloud and Dr. John Townsend. They're authors of the Boundary Book Series. And they write that the purpose of boundaries in parenting is to let good things in and keep bad things out. Oh, hallelujah. I enjoyed uh, uh, the Boundary Series. I taught it um, several times for several years in prison to inmates yep. about boundaries and how to set them up and how to establish them. And and uh, and it was very good for the inmates to know because a lot of them don't have boundaries, how to set them in, how to set it up, and how to keep folks out. You know, uh, uh, like a gate that they said, some people you want to keep, keep out. out. Yes, got to keep the gate closed. <laughs> and then you only want to let in some people, but then you don't want to be stuck behind the gate. 
and don't interact with people on the outside. So this is a, but you know what? When you got the Almighty with you, then that's what is true. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Yes. So, but Hebrews, uh, I kind of got turned around there. Uh, Hebrews 12, 1 um, states, Wherefore, seeing we also are compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which thou so easily beset us, and let us run with patience the race that is set before us. Mm. You know, you just sometimes, you just sometimes you just can't weigh yourself down. You got to take off that abatross around your neck, set it aside so you can be free and free indeed. That's why ordering our homes with healthy boundaries for kids and, and adults, it helps us to do just that. Being deliberate about boundaries for media. Yes, for, definitely. For uh, the, these video games. Yes. The music, uh, behavior, relationship, godly living, and a vibrant faith means we do not let culture determine what is healthy for our family. And, and look at what China's doing right now. And we know them not to be a Christian nation, but they have seen how video games and Internet and social media is having such a profound influence on their own children yep. that uh, sorry, if you're going to China, you're going to be cut off at a certain time for certain things. I think and, you're only allowed three hours a exactly, week. I'm not right. sure how they do that, but well, I'm sure there's a lot of ways of getting around that, but Look at how you have someone, we talk about being a positive influence on, on our children, but yet they get away with a lot in terms of social media. Be surprised what your children is want, what they're watching and what they're playing and things of that nature. We need to be more involved. Yeah, I know. We had a, uh, a young man in our uh, Children of MA program and one of the first ones that were in our after school program mm-hmm. for several years. Yeah. and. And when he went to middle school, uh, he was a A-B student. Mm-hmm. And what happened is mama got him a cell phone. And within one semester, we saw him from being an A-B student to being a D-F student. And so much so that he had to repeat his grade. And we were trying to figure out what's going on, what's going on. Well, he up all night long playing on his cell phone. Um, yep. And then when it's time to go to, to go to school, he goes and then they fall asleep and don't want to do anything. And mama couldn't believe it. Take his cell phone away. How about that? He's never recovered. Unfortunately, he's never recovered. So, you know, if we don't set our own boundaries in our families, trust me. Others will move right in to do just that. And that's why Proverbs tells us, leave the presence of a fool. (laughs) (laughs) For there you do not meet words of knowledge. What? Is that Proverbs? Yeah, leave the presence of a fool. Mm. There you do not meet words of knowledge. We don't only get biblical scriptures are important <laughs> right there. That that's that's a, a million dollar nugget. What is that song? Uh, why do fools? Da, 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 da. Oh, people are listening. Like that's fall in love. Well, no. Oh, why do fools fall in love? Oh God, we shouldn't be talking about that. We're trying to encourage love Praise with God. all the in all the right places. Yes, indeed. So, hey, uh, stay tuned as we go on about the effective parenting, and we'll be right back. Hi, I'm Cheryl Bolt. I met Pastor Gary Montgomery and his wife, JC, at Livingstones International while working here at Wave 94. I love Pastor Gary and JC. I love their hearts. I love their passion for the families who are affected by incarceration. Imagine how you would feel if you were unable to be with your children because of choices you now regret, choices that landed you in prison. We may never know the difference LSI, Livingstones International, is making for these families. What if LSI didn't have the funds to reach out to the children whose mom or dad or both were serving time? This is why I became a monthly LSI sponsor. 
Would you please consider giving to help support this important ministry? Give whatever God leads you to give as a one-time gift or as a monthly sponsor. Your giving will change lives and will encourage Pastor Gary and JC to continue the work they now are so committed to do. Go to their website, welivingstones.org, or Google Livingstones International Tallahassee and support this worthwhile ministry. Thank you. Well, welcome back. Welcome back uh, to the follow-up of uh, Effective Parenting. And so far, I can tell you there have been some great nuggets in here. And when we were talking about the others, we started off talking about uh, love, respect, yep. intentionality. You know, your what are your intentions? I, I remember when uh, young men used to come and date our daughters and they'd be beeping their horn from the car and pastor would just get up. At, at that time, we didn't call you pastor. Dad <laughs> would just get up and go outside and said, if you plan on taking out my daughter, you better come ring the doorbell or you can keep on boogieing. <laughs> I go back in the house and shut the door and see if they come. Now, a couple of them drove off. They, that's all right with me because that's their intent. And mm-hmm. then that sets some boundaries. So that's what they had to come and ring the door. Yes, they did. I think that's important. (laughs) I let them stay out there for a while. I used to have a baseball bat sitting beside the door. So when they walk in, I had my hand on the bat and I laid up against the wall. Mm -hmm. I loved my job as a dad. (laughs) I had so much fun. Hey, my daughter, that second daughter, she do it. She used to help let me break up her boyfriends with her. <laughs> she was she was a butterfly, but I enjoyed it. I enjoyed breaking up her friends. Oh God, it was so uh, fun. See, see, that's what happens in effective parenting. <laughs> so the next three things we're going to talk about is gratitude, grace, and forgiveness, and adaptability. You know, because you got to be able to flow with with the punches as they used to say but gratitude is not just a polite reaction to something good you know you say thank you you appreciate when someone says something kind about you but it is a cultivated habit do you hear that gratitude is a cultivated habit and a vital part of healthy relationships and the scriptures that we're going to read from that is philippians 1 three through four. And what does it say? It says, I thank my God upon every remembrance of you, always in every prayer of mine, for you all making requests with joy. And remember, Paul, when he wrote these epistles, he put all of himself into it because he found the true God. He was no longer hurting people and trying to destroy them because of this Christian faith that his Jewish followers were doing, he believes. So his whole thing is, is again, gratitude is not just a polite reaction. It is a, it's part of our healthy relationship. When we practice it, it helps children and parents fight selfishness, which may cause division among families and friends. How many times have you seen families broken up because of something that happens or they're in their own two worlds and never the two will meet. And I've seen places where people are still remembering things from way, way, way back about something that happened in the family. That's the elephant memory. Yes. And I mean, not only that, but when you have uh, events that come up around families, graduations, all of that, everyone's tiptoeing around because we can't get through that place where we have gratitude. When gratitude is expressed on a regular basis in deliberate ways, it helps our children learn to see all the good God does in our lives because that's the intent, really. Audience is radio audience is for them to see it so they can start acting on it and delivering what and being whom God has made them to be. A natural outcome of this is that we learn to live. We learn to naturally praise him, regardless how we feel in the moment. And, you know, sometimes 
I'm outside, I'm trying to read my book, and most times I'm falling asleep reading it <laughs> because, you know, that's how reading is sometimes. It just makes you sit back and relax. But when you're out in nature, when you're out in just on the ocean, the beach, the woods, how sometimes you get that spirit that just comes over you that, wow, God is awesome. He is. He is mighty. He is just the all in all. And how, and I give gratitude that I'm even a part of this small, my role in this is so small, but I'm, gra- I'm grateful that I'm here to experience that. Praise God. Uh, let's talk about uh, grace and uh, forgiveness. Praise God. Mm-hmm. You know, Matthew's uh, six fourteen through 15, uh, Matthew talks about, for if ye forgive men their mm-hmm. trespasses, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if ye forgive not men their trespasses, mm. neither will your father forgive your trespasses. You know, grace and forgiveness is a shock. Yes, it <laughs> it's is. It's a shock to us. God forgave us while we were still sinners. He shows us grace to imperfect people and continues to involve them in his plans. Mm. Parents need to be willing to model forgiveness and grace to their children, regardless of the personal costs. Yes. You know, but human nature prevents us from easily giving grace and forgiveness. Yet we learn from the Almighty's word that we need to give both or we can't expect to be forgiven. Mm. That's why we don't hold grudges. Can't. You know, whatever happened yesterday is over, release, let it go, move forward, because that will eat you up internally and it will affect your health. Yes, it does. Outlook, yes, it and does. How you relate to future people and also how you relate in relationships. I know when JC and I, uh, boy, when we started Living Stones back in 2007, in January 2007, our initial mission uh, was uh, marriage uh, coaching. Yes, it was. We used to do marriage seminars, and and also we uh, were, uh, after doing marriage seminars, people would come, and then we would do like one-on-one for couples. Yes. And we would only interact with couples, not, I'm going to meet with you, or I'm going to meet with you. No, we want you both together. Together right there, amen. And so many of us bring so many baggage mm. to the relationship that all that you need is just one situation because some people bring a foot locker in a trunk versus uh, a duffel bag. Yeah. And then something happens as simple as leaving up the toilet seat that could create a whole bunch of issues, not because he left up the toilet seat, but something triggered yes. in the past yes. that brought forward. And now you're acting out and don't even know why you acting out. Hey, it's it's there. That's how God. That's why. Release and <laughs> let go. Forgive and forget because grace, your grace and mercy brought me through. Yes, Lord. I'm living this moment because of you. I want to thank you. Thank you, Lord. And praise you too. Yes. Your Your grace grace and mercy brought me through. Yes, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That's a long time. That's why I don't sing. I make a (laughs) joyful noise. Praise God. Well, I know I can't, so I'm just going to go along with the program. (laughs) (laughs) Praise God. Well, we're going to move to the next point. I, I guess that um, grace and forgiveness really uh, struck a chord. And we want you, radio audience, to feel the same thing. Because we know God is able to do exceedingly, exceedingly, and abundantly above all that we get ask or think about. I mean, anything we ask or think about, he can do it. So the next thing that uh, in this list of seven that we're going to talk about is adaptability. And I'm always amazed. Uh, I'm a real uh, pro 
and just uh, an investigator of words because we really, there's more than one definition of any one word. Sometimes there's a hundred, there's many. But when you talk about adaptability, it's the ability to change. And you know, a lot of people don't like to change. I know there's <laughs> folks out there that you don't like to change. You want everything the same old way, day in and day out. Well, I can tell you, both Pastor and I, we adjust to change well. Yes. And we just go with the flow. Because when you include change in your life it brings on new experiences new opportunities and you're fitting it in your circumstances so and you know that's how god is he's a god of variety i don't know everyone talks about him as though he's just one but he's what do you say never ending the beginning and the end so he's like a circle just go round and round and round but adaptability is flexibility are you able to bend with your circumstances or things that are changing? Pliability. Are you able to really look upon yourself and say, I can do this thing. I can get lean when I need to get lean. And we're going to talk a little bit more about that, that Paul t- addresses. But it's the ability, the quality of being able to perform a quality that permits or facilitates achievement or accomplishment. So when you're adaptable, Mm. you're able to do anything that you like. Yes. Because you're able to move with the flow. But adaptability, like Paul, he learned to find peace in Christ despite his situation. Paul has been in a lot of situations. Oh, yes. And post. Yes. And, and he got fired up with the Holy Spirit. He, he knocked everybody down. Yeah. Because he wanted, he, he's like the, the, the preacher or the, the evangelist who comes into your church and he's not going to stay. He's just going to give a word and then he out. It could be rough. It could be smooth. But when he speaks it, you know, he's been there. So in Philippians 4.11 is his take on what it is to be adaptable. And he says, I have learned in whatever situation I am to be content. He says, if I'm abound, I'm I'm adaptable. If I'm poor, I'm adaptable. How many of you out there can say that? You, busted and disgusted. I'm adaptable. <laughs> hey, so he knows what it was to be, have plenty, and he knew what it was to have nothing. Yeah. His personal happiness was not attached to his position, how well he was doing or what he was doing. And how many times do we do that? We have to be in a certain position in order to go with the flow or define what we need to do. Um, it's, it's interesting because we're uh, with our youngest daughter now, Raquel, and we're, we're learning some of the things, the nuances that she has, but we have to be an encourager, an exhorter, because sometimes people get drained out of their situation and don't think they're adaptable. I mean, let's face it, we're all adaptable. We need to be teaching our children that because they need to find peace. You know, how many times uh, a good example is whenever we do all get together with my grandchildren. Now, I can't play worth uh, video games that well, but they'd be laughing at me. And Nana, you you don't have any points, so you got less points. So we're all doing it. But when they get some of them, a couple of them, when they get serious, they're shaking and moving their feet. And they're like in the zone. And I'm zoned out. But they don't have peace because they're trying to win. So a deep peace is that which is stronger than the stresses and trials of our life. Peace counteracts the unproductive worry that causes us to lose our trust in God. And Yeshua said that. He said, why worry? You going to grow another inch? No. <laughs> so why worry? But we all tend to do it. But this flexibility and resilience grown in difficult circumstances allows a family to face face both hardships and joys together as they grow deeper in the faith. And as Pastor always says, it creates memories. And that's what we're trying to do with our children is to create memories. You know, you talk about adaptability. 
Well, just as now, you have uh, folks in uh, the New Orleans area that yes. uh, about 300,000 still don't have power. Wow. And uh, and we still have people here in the Tallahassee community that are from New Orleans that are really struggling right now. We just had a uh, uh, one of our former employees that uh, when we were, uh, former companies called Bitco USA, we were a nationwide installer for communication equipment on buses and train. And one of our former employees, uh, I keep in touch about three or four of them, they uh, reached out because he was from New Orleans and they got beat up pretty bad. And he was seeking a, a gift uh, because um, his mother is uh, ill and they had to bring her out of New Orleans and put her in a hotel and things of that nature. So he was struggling uh, financially and wanted to see if uh, he can make a loan with us. And um, I just thank God to be able to couldn't help him out 100% of what he was seeking, but, uh, but being able to help him um, so into uh, him because he did a good job for us. That was amazing. But they're all adapting to the situation. And he's still laughing. He still has joy. But the but the trauma that they've they've lost their home. Yes. And and sometimes they still have joy in the midst of a loss. Oh God. And we know what it's like because uh we lived in but Pensacola. The, yes. And uh, number of hurricanes. Yeah, it was that Opa, Ivan, uh, Katrina, and I'd lost track of the tropical storms, but the uh, Katrina one is the one we lost oh, our man. roof and a lot of damage yes. around our home. And we had to adapt without power for about three weeks. Yes. And you and the only blessing is we did have a swimming pool, so we were able to flush. Because <laughs> you know, when power goes out, it's interesting to talk about adaptability. People don't realize how much electricity affects your everyday life. Mm-hmm. Well, if the water pumps aren't pumping, mm-hmm. you can't flush your toilet. And one of the things that we tended to do with having that was share it with our neighbors so they were all able to do it too. Don't Come realize some buckets. Right, you, you don't realize how much water is in that pool. Yeah. But one of the things that we tend not to do as people is we don't tend to include others in some of our decisions because of the seven traits we're talking about. Do we have gratitude? Do we have forgiveness about things that we do? Do we have love and respect? Are we intentional? I, I think we need to do something on intentionality. I'd, I'd like that because do we do things with intent? Mm. One of the things that we had to laugh, um, we just had someone to stop by, one of our former interns. Oh, um, that was fun. Mitch, and he was here when we were starting the Children of Inmates program. Children of Inmates program. He was part of our after school program. But he was also here when we started building this home. And he just couldn't <laughs> believe it. But he said, what you can do with something out of nothing. Mm. And I had to think about that. There was nothing here. I mean, it was here, but it wasn't it was a, in the condition that you would shack. want to live in. <laughs> it was horrible. But that's what God wants us to be able to see, to see the end from the beginning. He wants us to be able to see. I know I told Pastor, well, God's going to have to talk to me because I don't see it. But <laughs> when you, yes, but when we you see it, it, yes, when you see it and you work towards it, look at what God has created again something out of nothing so we have to be flexible and intentional i love that word i'm gonna have to spend a little bit more time on that well that's what habaka 2 is all about all right have a vision make a plane and write it down and so when we came by uh we picked up this home for zero just about because it was a shack didn't have no heat mm-hmm. no air conditioning it was a we came in the bathtub fell through the floor that's how rotten it, that it was but I didn't know what to do with this because I wanted to rent it out, but it was too bad to, to we rent just out. Couldn't. So I let no. it sit for about another year. And I rode by one time and the Almighty clearly said, that's where we're supposed to live. That's your home. It's like, you gotta be kidding. I go home and tell JC. He didn't talk to me. <laughs> Let's try that again. But praise God that with that vision, we were able to put a plan of action together. And we had some awesome volunteers and tradesmen and some funds who came about and we transformed 
uh, this shack into a new home in 32304. Right. What is it? The high zip code for all the things you don't want to. But, you know, I love my neighborhood. I yes. love where I am. Because, because he does not give you the spirit of fear. Yeah, not only that, but he is an encourager. Because now what we've done, others see it. And so others start to do things as well. Well, we're going to transition into our next talking point. And believe it or not, Pastor, we're this is going to be our final segment. No way. Yes, it is. I'm I, just getting started. <laughs> I'm just getting warmed up. I haven't got my coffee yet. Well, just know that we're not going beyond an hour. I'm just telling you All that. Right, okay. and, and I think we can always talk about those things that are important to you, our radio audience. So we're always asking you. Uh, email us at info at we living stones and then we have a stone builders um, email as well i'm always trying to figure out what that is but it's stone yes i'm saying we'll we'll have started it so we're kind of so we'll find it and we'll get it back to you but email us let us know what you may want to talk about comment on what we are discussing because we want to be relevant to you I have it. All right. Stone B H R. So that's stone letter B H R at gmail.com. Because we want to be able to provide you with what you need. You know, we already we've already created our memories, even though we're creating more. We already have our grandchildren that are being raised up in the way that they should be, and our children that have have been raised in the way they should be. So we want to be able to help you to do the very same thing. So stay tuned. We're going to come back and kind of wrap it up. And I know Pastor always loves to do a, a prayer at the end, so we will do that too. But we'll be right back. Praise God. Elder J.C. Montgomery here with a parenting snippet just for you. Mom, you're a gateway. When talking with the father of your children, the only thing you can control is what you do and speak. You have the best chance to affect what he says and does when you remain calm. Listening skills include the ability to sense sound, paying attention to your tone, paying attention to what you hear. That is listening. So pay attention, moms. Someone is listening to you. Welcome back. Welcome back to the Stone Booters Hour with with uh, Pastor Gary and Elder J.C. Montgomery. Yes. We're in the house today talking about effective parenting. And if this is if you're just now tuning in, uh, go to uh, iHeartRadio, SoundCloud, uh, Spotify, uh, TuneIn, uh, Stitcher. You can go to any one of those to catch Google up Podcasts that. and Apple Podcasts. Yeah, go to the, the beginning of the so you can get all the essence of what we're talking about. We just love the Lord, and you know what? You can't do nothing about it. Join us so we can all have a celebration together. You know, so we just uh, thank you for coming back. You know, the Almighty's wisdom, it gives us direction, not only for recognizing our mistakes, but Mm. also correcting them. You're right. I feel blessed to be able to operate uh, a business for 35 years, but that was just one of our businesses that we started. Right. We had about three or four uh, before we retired, the one we retired on, that was the biggest one and the one that carried us um, and blessed us uh, out of our socks. Praise God. But, you know, just know that good traits and good decisions are so important. And I learned so much. I wish I could say that I did everything right in business. I made a lot of mistakes, but 
the scripture says don't quit. Yes. You don't quit. You learn from the mistakes. You correct them. And I have so many... I, got, oh, I was going to tell a story. How much time I got? Uh, yeah, a little bit. I got a little bit, but uh, I remember one of our first jobs that we had in the communication business, and I, I, we were authorized Motorola subcontractor, and so and we did a lot of major jobs for Motorola, like installing radio equipment on the entire New York's, I mean New Jersey State Police, the entire Pennsylvania State Police. So we were pretty good with Motorola. And uh, and New Jersey Transit wanted us to take on a job. Now, I'm not sure how this deals with effective parenting, but it's about faith. Yes, it is. <laughs> it's mustard seed faith. So the Motorola guys, uh, New Jersey Transit, they found out about it. Oh, come on, contract directly with us. Don't wait for Motorola. Contract directly with us. But Motorola said, hey, Gary, don't want to do that. Don't want to wait for us. Wait for us. Don't do not do directly with them. Just wait for us. And and you got New Jersey Transit pull me in one direction and and Motorola pulled me another direction. And you know what I decided to do? I decided to go in New Jersey Transit. Because they New Jersey Transit, they operate buses and trains for the whole state. And so that's where I was looking at. And so what happened? I was dealing with Motorola, I was dealing with New Jersey Transit, also Motorola with their equipment. But after 17 vehicles. They called me in and kicked me off the job and told me that you would never come back and do any work for us because I wasn't prepared. My work Good course, decision. Oh, God. <laughs> I would have kicked them off. When they called me on the carpet, they called me on the carpet. I had to leave another job to come up in uh, Newark, and I saw what those guys did. Oh, God. I couldn't believe it, and I couldn't make no excuse all to say that I'm sorry. Please forgive me. <laughs> and then a uh, big, big meeting with all the engineers and with uh, Motorola, with New Jersey Transit, with maintenance and all these other folks. And man, they called, they beat me up so bad. I felt like I was a dollar bill. It felt like a penny. <laughs> and uh, that felt so bad. But I told them in the end, they said, I'll never come back and do a contract with us again. And I said, that's all right. I'll be back. That's what I told them. I'll be back. And so Carl Cambria, I'll never forget Carl Cambria. Carl, I haven't talked to you in a number of years. He said, well, I know you don't want to hear it. I said, go ahead. I told you so. (laughs) He said, I told you so. And just to say, though, but God, it broke me to my knees. You know, developing good traits, how to do good decisions. And I decided that it made me mad and angry but I didn't provide the proper training for my workforce. I didn't give them the right kind of tools for them to use. So it was like the blind leading the blind. And I told Motorola, listen, because they wanted to cut and kick me to the curb too. I said, listen, I'm going to come back bigger, better, and stronger. Well, about six months went by. This is a, really a rabbit trail. Yes, it is. Well, six months went by and I got a call from Motorola. Listen, Gary. I have about 23 buses on Stanton Island. If you can do those 23 buses on Stanton Island in the Castleton garage, there's a chance that you can do the whole fleet of vehicles on Stanton Island, which was about three, 400 buses. Well, you know what? We trained, we did everything right. And you know what? Not only did we get the fleet, but we got Connecticut we got all mm. these other jobs that we were working with Motorola for over 10 years. Matter of fact, over years, we they hired us to operate three service centers in Manhattan. Right in New York. Yep. In, New York uh, City. In New York City. So, But just to say good decisions, sometimes you got to fail in order to succeed. Sometimes you got to recognize your mistake yes. so you can correct them. And that's what John 10.10 is all about. The thief come not... But for to steal and to kill and to destroy, I came that they might have life and they might have it more abundantly. So in business and in parenting, it's no different. God's way of life is the abundant life. And that's what John 10, 10 is trying to tell us. And this life gives parents the opportunity to watch their children grow up and making good decisions and avoiding decisions that they may regret later. 
And learning how to live out these traits in our parenting gives our children a model for living out his abundant life. And I guess I've I've taken a lot of my business, my my parenting activity I took into the business. All right. Because a lot of the men, even though they men, we didn't have a lot of women. Matter of fact, I'm not well, we were, we didn't hire a lot of women. Didn't want to do the kind of work that we did. Well, it so was dirty. Night, dirty. Yes, overnight. Them. I wouldn't want to either. Your daughters at the end didn't want to do that either because they wanted lives. <laughs> but you know, in going over this, just remember that we are talking about the seven traits of effective parenting. Or. Or leadership in business. All right. As a business. Yeah. <laughs> Since I went on that rampage. Yes, trail. you did. Let me bring that and make it relevant. And in marriage, too. Oh, yes. Love and respect, intentionality, boundaries, and limits. We need to do, I think we need to do a boundaries yeah. session because I think that would be important to our audience. Gratitude, grace, and forgiveness. And the big one for me is adaptability. And then looking at what Pastor just talked about. So we need to look at all of these as we look at our effectiveness in parenting. And 2 Corinthians 12, 14 says, Behold, the third time I am ready to come to you, and I will not be burdensome to you. For I seek not yours, but you. Yes, Lord is looking for you. For the Lord ought to not lay up, for the children ought not to lay up for the parents, but the parents for the children. Paul wrote this epistle, epistle can't say the word, the show, Yeshua. <laughs> just me. Yeah. Selfless love for his people as parents should show for their children. It reflects the Almighty's yes to God and our yes to him. It reflects our service to God as his servant. So with our willingness, we will reap the benefits of glory in due season with the help of the Holy Spirit. I'm telling you, I'm going to be in that number. Praise <laughs> God. Yes, it is. You know, our reward is seen in Luke 18, 29 through 30 and Job 42, 10. And, and I forgot to, uh, to finish up that story. Uh, the rest of the story with New Jersey Transit is that after a year and a half, we did go back <laughs> to contract with New Jersey Transit. All right. And this time I just did it through Motorola. Okay. I had their covering, but we went back and did the entire state. So I just thank God. You know, God is so awesome. Yes. And I wasn't even serving him faithfully like we are now. I was just a normal guy out there on the street, just like you are. No, we all are just normal people out on the street. Yes, it is. And uh, that's why these parenting, what we're talking about parenting, this is for you parents to live your life so that you may abundantly, have life more abundantly. Yes. Because he said in Luke 18, and he said unto them, verily I say unto you, there is no man that left house or parent or brethren or wife or children for the kingdom of God's sake. Who shall not receive manifold more in this present time and in the world to come life everlasting? Mm. Praise God. You know, we have everlasting life. You know, our reward can be seen in the book of Job. I love the book of Job. Yes, I know you do. Job has saved my life. And in Job 42, uh, 10, and the Lord restored Job's losses and he prayed for his friends. Indeed, the Lord gave Job twice as much as he had before. And that's why I know God blessed us because I got kicked off the job, loss of income, loss of resources. But God wants you to take a step towards him and don't have no pity party. And step boldly to the throne. Intentionality. <laughs> he went for it us. intentional. So, Pastor, <laughs> you're going to close us out with a prayer? I can't believe the show's over. Yes, already. it is. Oh, we are done. Let me pray for family strength. Yes. Heavenly Father, you are our ultimate source of strength. When we are weak, you are strong. Yes. You lift us up when we are down. You renew our strength, and we soar on wings like eagles. I want to say thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. For always raising us up with your 
mighty hands. Oh, what a, you got the whole world in your hands. How strong our bonds are with families depend on you, Lord, which is why we asked you to always be the center of our family relationships and enable our families to be a triple braided cord that cannot be broken. Let your spirit fill our hearts so we can love each other just as Christ loves us. Thank you, Lord. In our times of trials and troubles, God, we look to you. Life can hand us many different challenges that we know we cannot face on our own. But you, Father God, we believe that nothing is impossible. We believe that you will always grant us the endurance to overcome any obstacle that may come our way. You are our strength when we are weak. God, and we are always grateful when you manifest your power through our lives. All these things that I stated, we pray in your name. And I say amen. Amen. Amen and amen. So, radio audience, contact us. You know the number. Go ahead. ahead. 850-219-0091 or stonebhr at gmail.com. We want to hear from you. We want to hear what's important to you and how you like the show. Yes, and also a $25 gift. So to be a friend of the Stone Builders. I have yep. t-shirts just waiting for you. Got your name on it. All righty. All right, we're out. Next week. God bless you.